0: We live already. All right. What's this episode called? Nicotine okay. Question mark. <laughs> That's the best you could come up with for it. There's a is in there too. Your oh, your mic's not even working. Uh, yeah, he preemptively See if it works Look, now. Man, you gotta be prepared, be ready. Preemptively went live on this one. What's up, YouTube? We got anybody watching this thing? Uh, Aunt Bee's even on here. Yeah, we got about probably like forty-four. Aunt B, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing watching live on YouTube, Aunt B? She said you should probably title this "Is Addiction Okay." Well, it's specific to nicotine, though, Aunt B. Chad, we talk the, about his Zen. What yeah, addiction's the world, not man. okay, but this is different. Um. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the 307 Podcast. We're glad you're here. Uh, I want to tell all you guys watching on YouTube and and a lot of you guys that listen on audio, thank you for going and uh, watching One Mile Out on YouTube and for commenting, for watching, for sharing it. That film has done very well, and uh, I'm thankful that it's out there, and it's all because of you guys responding and um going and taking the time out of your day to watch it and I hope you get something or got something out of it. It's a it's a good it's a good piece of content that Drake put together for sure. Quickly.
1: Very quickly. Yeah. That's what's crazy
0: about it. Unbelievable what he was able to do with that. So you know, interest very interesting thing happened to me this morning. Went to bed last night. Which, by the way, I hadn't been getting to bed till late, man. I don't know what's been going on with me. I've been mean, getting bed to like probably midnight. You've been doing enough, man. You've been doing.
1: <laughs> I told you beforehand. You've been getting soft. Yeah. Okay. So, so before nicotine. before I tell know. you Most before people. I
0: tell you guys about an interesting story from this morning. Yes, I, I want to hear more from you on that, Chili. Because, but right before we went live, Chili made the statement that I'm getting soft. Talk well, he to, said all of us are. Talk to me about that, well, Chili. Well, yeah, I actually said all three of us been getting soft. All right, I, well, I want you to challenge me. I want you to explain yourself, and I want you to let me know what I need to be doing different. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just... And listen to this, listeners, because this will probably apply to you. Chili's our coach around here. He's giving you free advice.
1: Well, look, I just... Um, I said all three of us been getting soft, and then you acted like you... Ain't, and I said, no, you, you you included in that.
0: So what are you hoss? seeing in me? What are you seeing in me that makes you think I'm getting soft? All you want to do is goat, man. Justin Shealy, just put it on there. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's bothering me that you don't seem to be self-aware enough to realize what,
0: what I'm talking about. Well, I'm asking you to tell me what the world... <laughs> What evidence do you have that I've been getting soft? Good night, son. I just ran 250 miles. I can I not take a a, a couple of weeks off to do some goating?
1: Well, we passed that. We passed the sabbatical. That's over. Okay, It's time to get back going. So,
0: what needs to happen?
1: Get off the bike. Get away from the goats and start doing something. Start working.
0: What, well, dude? I have a. I I'm I literally am about to go and embark on. What is touted as the hardest mountain biking race in the United States next month?
1: I didn't make you do something stupid like that.
0: So how can I get off the bike? I got to get ready for that.
1: No, I just wouldn't be doing a pansy mountain bike race. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, son. Look, dude, you want to know what I think about it? You want to know why I said you've been getting soft? Yeah, send it. Yeah, because you're mountain biking once a week. And doing some gay race that you that you saying's hard. That's why, point blank. Whenever you run, you complain about your dang feet hurting, and then so then you ride, and then you just sit on your butt all day and pedal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've been getting Boy. soft. <laughs> YouTube. Do any have any of you guys ever heard of this race I'm about to go do called the TNGA, the Trans North Georgia. Trans. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different kind of trans. Oh, no, it don't sound like it. Um, have any of you guys ever heard of this race cuz I'm going to go ahead and tell you, man. I know for a fact that if I finish this thing it's gonna stack up to be right up there on, on one of the the harder things event wise that I've done. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. See, you build this
1: stuff as that, so whenever you do it, it looks better. Even oh, though no. you could do that with anything. I could be like, man, this 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 half marathon I just signed up for. It's gonna be. I don't. I don't believe I will be able to do it. Be honest with you. I'm doing this because I'm really questioning whether I can finish it, but I'm gonna give it a go. About an hour and a half later, you're like, "Oh well, I, I did it," but God, oh, that was rough.
0: Keep talking. I'm looking. I'm looking something up.
1: Well, no, nah, I ain't gonna keep talking. I ain't got much more to say. I've said what I've said. I mean it. It's true. You can't refute it. You're soft. Okay, but the problem is, me and Blake are
0: too. So, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So. This race that Chili's talking about, that I'm about to, that Lord willing, I'm going to do in August. The Trans Race? The Trans North Georgia is about, it's a little over 350 miles. That's a long run. With 56,000 feet of climbing Mm. on a mountain bike. Ooh. We crossed the whole, the whole, state of Georgia, from South Carolina to Alabama, and you're telling me that you don't think that's going to stack up to be a daggone kick in the balls? Well,
1: look, anything you do, if you do it with the proper intensity, is hard. Like I don't discount how hard running a mile on the track is if you run it hard, but look, dude, you sit there and just pedal like a four-year-old on the bike for six days, seven days, eight days, however long it takes you.
0: It ain't hard. I have to get I have to do this race in less than four days. Hey Clay Harsh said on here, he said Chad used to come on here telling everybody that he was out working everyone and then those goats came along. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he ain't out working nobody. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh no, I don't think you're gonna finish it in four days. I think you better do that early start. You take that Thursday start option if I were you. <laughs>
0: That's Justin Sheely's idea, man. Well, that's
1: a good idea for you because, buddy, you ain't finishing it in four days. You ain't going to make that engagement.
0: What are well, you going to call the video on this ride? I don't know. The hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> h- hard, Hardest mile yet? I'm going to go ahead and tell you this mountain biking race is going to be hard, dude. Just one more mile out? <laughs> deep. <laughs> deep. Just one more mile out deep.
1: Deep. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Add that at the end of everything.
0: Deep. <laughs> so you you're saying I'm 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 getting yeah man
1: it. that's what I'm saying. What do you not get about I, it? I don't. You're soft. I don't refute
0: understand. it. Well, why? The, okay. So I me. You're and, not soft. Me and James just went out last. What was it? It was this past weekend, and we circumnavigated the whole Cahuta Wilderness. We rode. Over I think I think we rode seventy six miles with ten thousand feet of climbing in ten hours. That crap was properly hard, man. Where the crap are you, dude? What are you doing? Where are you? <laughs> I I ain't seen you do a daggone race in two years, son. That's where true. where are you at, man? What the crap are you doing? I invite you on all these things. I try to get you to go do I dude, I try to get you to do the um the tour divide next year. You won't even entertain that conversation. I'm sitting at home being
1: soft. What are you talking about? That's what I told you I was doing.
0: Well, if you're
1: soft, you can't call me out for being soft. Well, sure I can. A spade can call a spade a spade.
0: <laughs> I don't understand how I'm getting soft. <laughs> I'm about to go to do TNGA. I have a 100-mile race on the, on the calendar for September. I have another 100-mile race that I'm going to do in December with Bean. Dude, all this What st- the crap is going all on this here, crap, dude?
1: All this crap, people love to fetishize you, and glorify. You got me worried, man. Right? People love to glorify and even fetishize the idea of these long events. The hard part's the training, man, and you don't train. How have I not been training? I've I've literally a long ride once a month is sufficient.
0: You go out and do a seventy five mile mountain bike ride with ten thousand feet of climbing in one day and see how you feel the the next two or three days, son.
1: Go ahead and see if the people that are gonna wipe the floor with you at TNGA beat you by days and days and days, they probably string seventy five mile rides back to back to back to back to back.
0: back. Well, maybe if they live in Florida. I mean, you're Weenie Hut Junior, dude, dude. You don't I'm even. So rip real... freaking That's hard. The thing. Dude. That's the problem. I with don't you. even have to. Tra- I don't have to train like other people. Train. You know, I. It's, We've it, seen it, this
1: movie before. It's unbelievable. We made a movie about it.
0: <laughs> it's unbelievable that I'm even training for the TNGA. Even you know, one long ride a week, man. Jeez. Because I will just go out and do it, man. You
1: know, the problem with this is, is all the people that are listening to this. What'll happen is. I will be proven right after you do this race. However, no one will see anything other than what you tell them was the hardest thing you've ever done. This mountain bike ride and be like, man, I got it done boy. Yeah. I mean, I trained so hard for this and I just, man, I got it done. And then that'll be it. But look, the reality is I'm telling you what the reality is and you just can't face it because you're soft.
0: You got me self-conscious now, man. I,
1: well, that's that's my goal, really, because that's your biggest problem is you're soft and you don't even know it. At least be soft and know it. Holy crap,
0: dude. Starting to realize that now.
1: Look, man, the day-to-day grind is much harder than the one isolated big event.
0: You know, I, well, I pretty much grind every day, man. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> you, it. You know?
1: When you're out there laying on your back with a goat on your stomach.
0: Well, that, that's that's my evenings. I goat in the evenings. Yeah, it looks like all I day I train to me. in the day, I goat in the evenings. It's like all day to me. Out there with them pagan animals. What the crap, man? Hey, I, I meant to ask you about this, Chill. I haven't even told y'all about my story from this morning. We'll get to that here in a minute. <laughs> I meant to ask you this, man. It seems like the new thing now is when whenever we're... Whenever I'm looking online, it seems like the new thing is for anyone who does a really long race or anyone who races or whatever. The new thing is for them to start posting the day after the race that they're running again. Have you noticed that? No. I I don't know if you've noticed this, but yes, there's so many people. That again, they compete, whatever they do, they do well or not. But then it's like they make it a point that the day or two after that effort, they make it a point to show that they're back out training again. Mm. They're back out, they're back after it. I, I don't know why people are doing that. I don't know why people post all this crap about what they're doing on there, anyways. Like that. Well, thank you, Blake. That's well, yeah. Like, I've
1: been befuddled by that for a long time. Why? And but I'm looked at like
0: I got three heads. But even that. It, but but this is like okay. Why do people post things on on social media? It should be to hopefully provide value to the people that are following you on there. At least that's my entire mindset behind it. Yeah. Um, well I guess but I don't understand why you would try to put out p- to put out a message that that you're being an idiot and you just ran a hundred miles 200 miles 300 miles and then and now you're back out running two days afterwards like well you're just an idiot <laughs> why the what what the crap are you trying to are you trying to show people here that you're an idiot like <laughs> What the crap, dude? So you don't like this trend, huh? Well, no. it Does not seem ridiculous to you? I I, I think the whole
1: notion of social media is ridiculous. It's just a ridiculous I'm contest. S- I'm
0: talking about that, but I'm talking about that. Well, that that's part of the contest. Well, that's
1: my point. You're right. I mean, but, I, I can't
0: separate the two. But, I if, think the but, whole- but after a hard effort, let's say after a, maybe your first 50 miler or your first 100 miler, Like, do you not agree that you need to take, like, I would say a minimum of a week to rest and recover? Like, get out and do some walks and stuff, but you don't need to be, I mean, even me, I've done dozens of these things. I'm not going to be out running a, a week after I do or or a, d- a day or two after I do the Georgia Jewel in September, I'm not gonna do it. Like you, y'all y'all wonder why all these runners are all a bunch of broke dicks? <laughs> it's because of this. It's because they're idiots, man. Like we we talk you talk about being soft. Just be because you get out and you start running again the day or two after your race. That don't make you hard or make you a good athlete. Well, no. That makes you a fool. What is hard? This
1: is really why I say you're being soft, because I'm actually being serious. It It has nothing to do with running the day after your race. It has nothing to do with going and doing a big race in isolation. It has nothing to do with being very consistent and running every day. What it has uh, that's to the other trend. what it has to do with is planning your training, planning your life, centering everything around the goal of maximizing every day, trying to get the most out of yourself every day, which a lot of the times looks like rest, right? Yeah. But what's so hard for people to do? Is actually try to train properly. Actually, try to train correctly, not overtrain and not undertrain. Most people, it's it's actually really easy to do either one of those. It's easy to undertrain. Most people do it. They just barely do anything. They just maybe do something every now and then, and they're like, hey, I'm good or whatever. It's actually really easy to overtrain. You just go and beat your head against the wall for hours a day. It's pretty easy. It's real simple. You just go out and do stuff. It's actually quite easy. It's really hard to hone in your training and trying to make it perfect every day, which some days means rest when you don't want to rest. Some days means run 20 miles at 630 pace in the mountains and when you don't freaking want to because it's hard. That's what's hard to do. It's hard to do the, the core workout out after you just did a six-hour run. It's hard to try to eat in a way that provides nutrients to your body. It's hard to work on your mobility. It's hard to keep your, do the prehab stuff to keep yourself from getting hurt from all the miles. It's hard to back off when you need to back off. It's hard to progress and, and up the mileage when you need to up the mileage. It's hard to keep the intensity. It's hard to do everything. That's what's hard. And I'm not saying you got to be a perfectionist because sometimes that can be the trap of all this. But what's difficult is trying to maximize your training, trying to actually look at it like, okay, I'm going to try to do what is right for me today. Not get emotional about it because a lot of people, a lot of ultra runners are chronically overtrained. What they do is they go, man, I like to run. I would probably benefit me to take a rest day today, but I would rather go run 10 miles because a lot of them are freaking OCD and it feels right to run 10 miles that day. So they go do it. Even though they know
0: logically it's just garbage miles.
1: Yeah, they know logically that it actually didn't benefit them. But they yeah. didn't care about trying to benefit them. They didn't care about trying to do the hard thing. They cared about doing the easy thing that just made their mind feel right. Yeah. The hard thing is to try to do what's right every day. And you'll fail. You'll make mistakes. We're not perfect. But if you actually care about performance, if you actually care about winning stuff, because I like to do races and contests to win. I mean, that's the point. I know not everybody is capable of winning whatever contest they pursue, and I'm not saying it's bad to go run an ultra without the goal of being to win, but I personally don't get that. So that's usually who I'm talking to. But if you're that person who wants to maximize what you can do in something, you should approach it like that. You shouldn't half butt it. Mm -hmm. Dick around and do what you want to do. You should try to do what's right, which ain't always gonna be what you would prefer to do that day, so that's what's hard that's what's hard for people, and nobody does it hardly but that's why when you see the best people in the world at something, they don't their training is not dictated by what they feel like doing it's dictated by what's gonna be the right thing to do
0: yeah i agree i well i think I think a i think that's probably a reason why if you, if you want to actually go and do a race to perform like Chili's talking about right now, I think it's absolutely necessary to have a coach to dictate your training for, for, your, for the average person that doesn't have time to, to do all of the research that needs to be done in order to do what you're talking about doing. Yeah. Cause like you have all of this knowledge because you're a freaking geek. <laughs> like well, yeah. you just you just geek out on crap, right? And you have all of this knowledge. So your average person, and I and I'm saying like even me, I don't have the knowledge to do what Chili is talking about doing. And it would take thousands of hours of research for me to even be able to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's true. Well, I mean, yeah. That, if you're that's not gonna... why. That's why a lot of. I mean, I, a lot of my training, I do. I train. I train. I, I'm going to talk to you guys about training every day here in a minute, but I do something every single day, right? Yeah. But a lot of what I do, I will admit, is garbage because I don't have the technical knowledge of like my physiology, where and so Chili's like took Blake from a freaking. Dud to a stud in over the course of two months because of writing him a program based off of the technical knowledge that he has about running and when, what you should do to improve this and that and maximizing every single day. So I think for a lot of people, they need a coach to dictate that for them because Dude, I'm not going to put in the thousands. I'm not interested in putting in the thousands of hours of research to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, you are going to need to try to obtain that knowledge somehow or, or have it given to you, you know.
0: It's, it mean. would be much cheaper for most people to hire the right person that actually knows what they're talking about than to spend their, uh, their own time trying to figure it all out themselves.
1: Well, and and I long,
0: you know, it's it'd be much cheaper cuz your time is money.
1: Well, and also don't don't let it come across that I know everything there is to know about running. I mean, yeah, I've spent a lot of time, but there's, you know, there's still uh, I mean, there's so much that I don't know and never will know and any coach you hire is the same way, but I mean, I guess what you're saying I wouldn't disagree with because if you're not going to take the time, which I think you should if it's what you want to pursue but if you're not going to well then yeah i mean you would need some direction you would need some guidance or else it would just be totally haphazard you know hire a coach if you hire a coach that anytime you ask them why you are doing something like why are we running five miles today at this pace or whatever that they can answer you legitimately and it's not just bullcrap like why am i doing this today why am i doing this this why does this week look like this any question you ask of why what you're doing they need to have a freaking answer ready and hopefully you can discern if they're just feeding you a bunch of bull crap or not but a coach that can't answer why you're doing what you're doing i don't care what if even who they are if you've seen a little bit of results with them or not they're full of crap because anybody can ride a training plan i mean like you just said you don't spend a lot of time looking at this but you could easy
0: but yeah, I could write something up, but, but if it, I asked you why it be,
1: why it was everything was the way it was, you wouldn't know. No. It just because you just kind of put something down.
0: Like, oh yeah, like my knowledge goes as far as you know, this is how my mind thinks. Oh, I got to run a 250-mile race. Well, how should I train? I should just run a lot.
1: Well, <laughs> and that's true. Like <laughs> that's better than not running. I mean, like any bit of work will produce some results, <laughs> like but my point is, why why just screw around like if you're going to if you're if you are like basically if you're going to do something this applies to far more than running or any kind of physical training if you're going to do something go all into it
0: that's the way i am well and, and i don't well really, that's like, the way you are but it hasn't served you very well necessarily in, it, it's it's got it's got you in some in some it, it, it's injured you at times. It's, no, no, no.
1: But look, I'm saying go all in. I'm not saying go balls to the wall every day. That's the whole point. Well, I'm saying I, try to maximize I, it. I, I, That's I,
0: what that means. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you, but I think that that, I also think that there's room for doing things purely from, from the, like, purely for the enjoyment of it. Like, I think what you're well, talking yeah. about the level you're talking about, yes, I think you, sh- every human being, should do that. But well, that's that, what I'm talking about. That type of mindset has to be cycled. Like that has to be cycled. You can't, you can't be that every freaking day of your life, man. Because you're gonna, you're gonna wind up miserable at some point. I'm telling you, you're going to. There, ha- so there has to be room also to do the things that you enjoy doing running mountain biking whatever for for the for the enjoyment of it right there is room
1: for that in what i'm saying i'm just talking about how you have to approach training and approach things if you're trying to be the best at something and if you're trying to be the best at something that's pretty much how you have to approach it but you can also be the best at something and enjoy your life while you're doing it i mean why not you, you don't seem to be able to do that well no, I don't I'm just a guy that doesn't enjoy anything. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's the way I am. You don't man. seem
0: to be able to do that. No, 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 like, no. Like, dude, I'm trying to get some you some people just can't, period. Dude, I'm trying to go get you to, to to do this uh tour divide for the pure enjoyment of seeing and traversing the entire Rocky Mountain range. Well, now you're you're conflating two and, issues. And, and you I don't won't want. Do it. I you, don't want to you, ride a bike. You won't do it. Because you don't know how to just do something for the enjoyment. No, 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 Yes, sir. No, no, that is. No. No, no,
1: no, no. This is where you're wrong. That is a true statement, what you just yes, said. Yes, sir,
0: it is a true statement.
1: However, that's not the reason that I'm not doing that stupid bike ride. I'm not doing that because I don't like to ride bikes.
0: Oh, you're doing it because you're just freaking hard-headed, man, no. and you don't know how to do things for the enjoyment of it.
1: No. Yes, sir. And plus, I wouldn't even say that's true. I, I agreed with you there for a second, but I don't even, I can't say that that's true. I mean.
0: What do you think? I don't even know what
1: enjoyment is.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So but, you you got to cycle this mindset Chili's talking about. No, you misunderstand To, to enjoy me. your life. No, no. Go
1: see if the best in the world have ever cycled their mindset, you weirdo. Well,
0: they well, don't. They don't cycle it, but they 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 don't have very much longevity. Not necessarily. Well, for the sake, I mean, if you why are you doing something if you not don't find some enjoyment in it anyways, like w- whatever Julie. you're wanting to do. <laughs> it, well, you're doing it because you do enjoy it to a certain extent. Well, you're doing. I mean, you're doing. I think the reason for it is is to sharpen yourself. Because, yeah, I mean, you must find enjoyment in that. Well yeah. Whatever, man. How why'd you have to come in and say that? <laughs> Just I mean, whatever you wanna say, but Yeah, man, you're well, silly. You know, and back to my point about people who are who wanna show that they're out running the day after that the day after they do a hundred mile race or something. First of all, you shouldn't be putting that out to people because you, know you, you know it's not healthy. It's freaking bullcrap, man. <laughs> and second of all, man, all y'all jokers have so much bought into this whole bunch of bullcrap about you got to on, get out and you got to get out and just grind every day, man. You got to get out. You got to grind every day. Look, man, Yeah, I, I walked out of the freaking house yesterday and, uh, and I, I put my running shoes and everything on, walked out the house. My body felt like absolute crap. I said, you know what? I don't need to go for a run right now. I'm going to go get my dog and I'm just going to go w- hike with my dog. My body felt like crap. I was all stove up from fighting y'all. On that dang um, that dang platform out there on the lake, my dang neck was jacked up. My <laughs> one of my ribs was jacked up. I felt all screwed up, stove up. I said, "Man, I'm gonna go, go hike my dog, man." Look, I'm gonna go dog for a little bit. Just got done goating. I'm a dog, man. Uh, Ugh. in the beginning, if you're a fat turd. You might have to get out and grind every single day because in the beginning, maybe your default is to be a fat turd. But you ought to mature to the point where your default is no longer to be a fat turd. And then you can actually begin to listen to your body. All right? And like Chili said, it might be smart to take a day off, a week off. That might be the smart thing to do. But you ought to mature to the point where you can trust yourself about making a decision to take a day off. Well, okay?
1: Look, this most people's problem is they don't want to work out at all. So that's a whole set of issues. But what we're talking about is the obsessed, go hard every day. And basically all that comes down to is a is a is a goal thing. Like what's your intent here? Because some people, whether they realize it or not, their mission is basically to try to be the toughest person around. Well, go run a hundred miles on nails every day. Then like, that's fine. You can go try to be the toughest guy in the world. Then or what most people are doing. They act like they want to actually improve their running. And then they try to do something hard every day. Like that's not how you improve your running. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm coming back to. Like, you improve your running by doing targeted specific training that incorporates rest and is periodized to an extent and is logical and makes sense, right? Going ahead and beating your head against the wall every day, well, if, you, if your goal is to just be tough, well, then do that. But first of all, that ain't even tough. And second of all, it definitely ain't going to make you get better at running, so don't confuse that. Trying to actually get better at running or whatever it is, is much harder than just going and beating your head against the wall every day. Trust me.
0: Yeah, because you have to be smart and strategic. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the hard part.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people say, well, I like to go out every day. Well, then do it then. But you're hampering your progress. I mean, if you don't ever recover. Mm -hmm. And some people say, well, if I skip a day, I'll skip a week. Well, that's just a problem that you got to work out. Yeah. That's just an issue with you. Really, like if you can't, yeah, you're not you. You're not mature enough. Yeah, I mean, if that's really the case, that a day of recovery that your body actually really needed to improve, and you can't take it because that turned into a month, that's <laughs> a discipline issue. I mean, that's you got a whole set of problems. You can't even begin to actually properly train if that's your problem, man. That's
0: true. I I think too it, it kind of goes back to having. A coach at least like you know for me with you writing that weekly thing for me chili because i wouldn't do all this work if i didn't know that it was gonna work like i would, might would go out and run and do what i knew but i might would get burned out on it because i'd be like well i'm not really seeing any improvement or i'm putting all this work in and then is it actually working so so you're not actually doing like you can if you're the person that can go beat your head into the wall then you need to hire someone and tell you how to get them to tell you how to beat your head into the wall and you'll probably do pretty good but you're just doing it in vain if you don't know what you're doing so just having someone that is credible tell you what to do gives you faith in your training and you know keeps that it keeps me going because I know well this, I see this is working and so I think it just goes back to what Chad was talking about about hiring somebody or getting somebody to help you with your knowledge on how to train. Yeah. You have basically two options, like put in the time and the thousands of hours it takes to figure all this crap out by reading books and researching and, you know, doing all that. Or you can just hire somebody like chili for $10,000 a month and he'll do it all for you. Ultimately it's going to be cheaper in the long run just to hire him. <laughs> The mailman asked if I could put out what you're writing up for me for training. Oh, no. No, He won't even share that with me. Yep. For some reason, this dang Codsack over here, (laughs) he'll write a daggone week-to-week training plan for Blake. He won't do nothing for me. You ain't asked. Well, uh, (laughs) uh, consider this (laughs) my official request for a training program. (laughs) You know what I got coming up? I got TNGA, I got the Georgia Jewel, I want to race that. I got that hundred miler with Bean, and then I'm gonna do another two hundred mile, two hundred plus mile race spring of twenty twenty four. You just don't know which one yet. Well, I'm torn between the two. Well But nonetheless, the training ought to be about the same for either one. So well, Con- consider this my official request well, for a, right. a, a a training program. All right. all right, that way I don't have to come in here and 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 suffer through you calling me freaking soft, man. Now does this? Because now like, I feel freaking soft. You're not well, going to ride him anything for the biking, are you?
1: Well, I can, but
0: oh, would you? You even coach biking? No,
1: I'd. That would just be a bunch of bull crap. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you've wrenched your mouth. He's just glorying in that. (laughs) He He wanted you to ask him for a plan for so long. No, no. I just wanted him to quit acting like he wanted me to write it without asking me.
0: Yeah. Well. I I didn't care if he asked or not.
1: I just wanted him to quit getting mad that I was helping you.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll tell y'all what happened to me this morning went to bed late last night, about midnight. Read a little Louis Lamore Sackett series. Reading about Tell Sackett right now. And um, woke up this morning, looked down right here at the top of my big toe, and it was all swolled up in red. And there's two distinct... Fang marks in the top of my foot, Blake. You saw? Them. Oh yeah, man, that was uh, bad. I'm pretty sure a copperhead bit me <laughs> in my sleep last night. Now, yeah, they're very like to a copperhead. Thing, yeah, I mean, maybe. they're they're that these fang marks are probably about, I don't know, three quarters of an inch apart which would put the the size of a small copperhead bite kind of right in alignment with those. So I, I'm pretty sure a small copperhead bit me in my sleep last night.
1: That's what we should have titled the episode. Chad's big toe is swollen and red. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. Th- you I, I don't know what else. You I- don't really think a snake bit you, do you?
0: What what else could it have been? I mean, the the, the marks are, are like three-quarters of an inch apart. or uh, Yeah, three-quarters of an inch apart. It couldn't have been a spider. Well, it could had have to... been dueling scorpions that might have. No, it had to have been a snake. A poisonous snake. <laughs> My foot's uh, all swollen <laughs> well, up and it's pussy and stuff, man. Snakes are venomous, right? Not poisonous? Yeah. Yeah, it had to have been a venomous snake what else could it have been
1: it could have been just about anything
0: with a three-quarter inch spread between
1: the two you don't think something could bite you and then walk three quarters of an inch and then bite you
0: again (laughs) (laughs) they're right in line though man it goes right over the cross of that toe joint i i swear that's what it is it could just be double ant bites i bet a snake got up and got taken down that big toe and thought, well, I'm taking me a bite. This thing ain't wanting to go no further. <laughs> Bit on down. Well, I was walking that wouldn't have woke you up. A snake bite <laughs> no way that would have woke you up. Well, you know, I was walking out of the sauna two nights ago. Mm. Dark outside. Didn't have a flashlight or anything. I usually take my phone and use the use the flashlight on my phone. But now I got this new iPhone 14 Pro Max, buddy, and I ain't taking this thing out in the weather. No, my other one died. I, I was I was running on when when we go run, Blake. I think Saturday. Me and Blake went and ran on Saturday, long run, and uh, I had it in my running vest, and somehow moisture got in the phone and killed it. That thing got so hot. That phone got so hot, you couldn't even hardly hold it. And so I bought this thing. Well, I ain't taking this thing out in the weather. It's been raining. I went out walking out of the sauna, and I stepped on something. And I'm assuming it was a bullfrog, because when I stepped on it, it jumped up and slapped me in the side of my leg right against my shin. And I thought a snake had bit me then. I thought, oh, Lord, here now I've stepped on a copperhead, and this jumped up and bit me in the shin. Well, I walked over there turned the lights on on the sauna, and it, there were no fang marks. So all I can figure it was a frog. But this on my toe has got to have been a snake bite. Somebody put on here, it could have been a vampire bat. Bet you they got kind of similar fangs. That vampire bats are not in the United States. There, there aren't vampire been. bats around here. Even though Brooke did just go and order a bunch of bat boxes. So we do have a lot of bats around the property yeah, but y'all y'all don't understand man I live in the woods man look, I live in the woods woods, they, woods. They, W-E-W-D. They, E-W-D. <laughs> there's scorpions in my house there's snakes in my house um bees rats rats uh, I, cockroaches i know they ain't no cockroaches. <laughs> But when you get when you yes, call the line when you go into the, in the bed at my house, you don't ever know what's gonna bite you. All right. We wake up all the time with bites across our back and legs. Well when you got a dirt floor, I mean But this is the first time I've been bit by a darn snake in the middle of the night. So come on, man. Don't go with that. You know that wasn't a snake. <laughs> I don't know what else it could have been, Bubba. And even if it was a snake, you'd jump into Copperhead. Well, it had to have been venomous. There's no other reason it'd be swelled up and pusty like he it gonna is. He's going to wake up tomorrow with a couple scratches on his leg, say a grizzly bear come in there and got him. I mean, you don't... It couldn't have been anything else. You don't think a, a Copperhead would have put more venom in you? Well, usually the first bite's a dry bite. Yeah, usually the first bite's a dry bite. And it just...
1: Well, you're saying that all that pus and residue is evidence of venom.
0: Well, I, I mean, I think it probably was just like maybe <laughs> a little bit of venom residue <laughs> on the fangs. Residual venom. You said
1: it's infected, right?
0: It looks like it. You may lose your toe. I'm hoping they don't. It, well, if, it, if, if that gets bad, they're going to have to cut my whole foot off because that's not even out on my toe. That's in on my foot. Mm. Right on the joint, on right. the knuckle. I'd have to retire. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think I actually had a dream last night. Actually, now that I'm talking about this, I actually had a dream last night that I was walking out to the sauna and a rattlesnake bit me on my leg or on my foot. And... (laughs) No, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. It's all coming to me now. I had a dream... Okay, a rattlesnake bit me on my foot, and they actually had to amputate my foot. And then everybody was was uh, talking crap because I have a, a a timber rattler tattooed on my arm and hand. And they were like, "Yeah, you you lost your leg, and you got bit by this rattlesnake because you got that rattlesnake tattoo." So I had that dream last night, and that was probably spurred on because I had a daggone snake attached to my dang foot biting me. <laughs> you think so? Well, yeah. <laughs> You're <So>. nuts, man.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you did. Maybe, uh, maybe you had a snake bite you out there on the on the way to the sauna and just forgot it. No, this
0: happened in my sleep. So well, you
1: seem to know everything there is to know about it.
0: Even though you're
1: asleep. Man.
0: Why else would I would have had that dream? I mean really, why else would I had that dream? You dream unless a snake was actually biting me on the foot. Don't you dream all the time? No, I never dream. If anybody listens to this podcast, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. They ain't got much going on. About time to check out it. Eh? This is a podcast. All right? This ain't a podcast. This is a podcast. We've talked for 30 minutes about a, something the bitch had that didn't even bite him. He probably got red marker and <laughs> colored on his foot this and, is a, and got, a, got a toothpick
1: and dug some. Well, so are you saying you're going
0: to lose your foot? I don't know, man. I'm going to go get some Neosporin and put on it later. Some salve? Yeah, that ought to help it out. I'm going to go out. I'm gonna out and make me a poultice. <laughs> um, you
1: know, I just realized what it was. It's one of them goats. Yeah, I a goat bet it, it is. On his no foot. kidding, I bet it is. I bet you were out there with them goats, and it scratched it or did something.
0: No, because I had Crocs on yesterday. When, when I was out goating I had Crocs on, <sighs> so my feet were protected. So I had to it came from a snake bite. Protective Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to drop that on y'all that listen to the podcast. 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 Uh. You've probably never known a man that got bit in his sleep by a venomous copperhead uh, snake, but Without now you venom. know. Him. But now you know one. His name's Chad. Chab. <laughs> Chab on the podcast. <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, this episode. Is brought to you by our... Switch the camera to Chili there, Blake. Do your job. Make yourself useful, Shut up, you idiot. (laughs) Tell them about Hoy's Chili.
1: Well, it's our hydration uh, partner. On the podcast. On the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They actually were previous sponsors and partners to the podcast, but now they've switched over to the podcast exclusively. Um, This right here is my favorite flavor. Blue raspberry. How many flavors do they make now, Blake?
0: She, Six. Few, you know, yeah. you
1: look like a blue raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a mood. He? He's in a moob. <laughs> <laughs> when Chab gets in these moobs, <laughs> it's hard to even do this. It's bab. <laughs> and that's not good. But uh, what am I doing? You've been running lately, haven't you? Well, yeah, I actually have. Let me- Tell him about them squeeze pouches. Well, so Hoist makes powder, stick powder. You got some of those in there. Give me one of them out. Squeeze pouches, and then these bottles here. The first time, Chad always talks about the first time he ever saw Hoist was at, where was it? What country?
0: America? Oh, no, oh. that, no, that, yeah, that was that on the, in the NEX on Little Creek. Yeah. Yeah, but then we saw them again at 29029. Yeah, the first time. You were time, drinking the crap out of that stuff at 29029, and I was like, what's that?
1: The first time we ever used it was, uh, the first time I had ever seen it, and the first time either one of us had ever used it was at 29029 in 2021, 20, I think, of, uh, it was August, something like that so it was I remember it being hot as crap and I was sweating and up there at altitude on the ski base in Utah and I didn't have nothing but they had these big aid stations at 29029 and I was I was going in there looking for something because I was getting in a bad way and I saw a hoist and I didn't know what it was and I wasn't going to drink it but I looked at the back of it because they had them lined out and I looked at the ingredients and looked at the electrolyte profile and everything in it. And I was like, well, dang, that's a, uh, that's perfect. I had never heard of it. And, uh I liked that it was, you know, very minimal ingredients, no preservatives, no artificial bull crap. And, uh, so I tried it and then I thought it tasted good and went up, went on up the mountain and, I realized it really was making a difference. My hands were swelling, and that went down, and uh, I was feeling better. So then I just drank that for hours and hours and hours. You and did. I remember that. Chad drank a few, but he didn't really drink much of it because he barely, he barely went up the mountain at 2902.9, but you know, that's just more examples of him being soft. But if you're not soft, if you actually get out and sweat, especially in the summer whenever you're losing a ton, you really need to replace that. That's a part of maximizing your training is replacing what you lose. And, uh, hoist hydrates very well. The calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, all that's in there. That's all the electrolytes that you lose. So if you're just drinking water, you're losing a lot of minerals and electrolytes that you have to get through food then, but hoist makes that a lot easier. So that's why I like it. It's, uh, And it's some good post-run carbs. Post-sauna, too. Post-sauna, well, if you do that. If you're soft and just do the sauna. Also, dextrose is an ingredient in hoist. And dextrose is basically glucose, right? That's a simple sugar. For all the non-smooth brains out there, that's a monosaccharide, right? It's just very, it's the simple sugar you can get. It's just straight glucose. Dextrose is derived from corn, typically. And the reason that's great, post-run or post-workout, is it replenishes your glycogen stores that you have just depleted uh, very quickly. And actually will make you, if you can do that really quickly, help you to recover for the next day and then feel better for the next day and work out better the next day. Because a lot of people, especially after they work out, try to get quick protein in. And that's good, too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But... It's not real essential to get protein as soon as you work out. But what is pretty essential that actually helps recovery is getting glucose in uh, as soon as you're done. So that's another reason I like hoist. So it's really a great all-around product. We all use it, and we all benefit
0: from it. So. And if Coach Chili signs off on it, you better go get you some. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say, too, about hoist. It doesn't screw my stomach up, man. Mm-mm. About every, I mean, I drank so much of that stuff on Coca Dona. Oh yeah, and I drank so much hoist on uh, the treadmill run, and there's been so many times that I've used it over, you know, long, long spans of time, and I, I don't get tired of the flavor, and it doesn't mess my stomach up.
1: Well, they do a really good job of it. Tastes good, but it's pretty mild, so like you don't get sick of it, or I don't.
0: Yeah, and with the powder, you can control. The like the sweetness or the flavor that you want because you're just adding it to your bottles. So check them out at drinkhoist.com. Uh, they've done a lot for the mission here at Three O Seven Project, and they've got an awesome product. I think you'll like them. And this episode is also brought to you by our Patreon members. Thank, I want to thank each and every one of you guys who contribute on Patreon. I hope we're able to give back. Because uh, you guys on Patreon, you're the reason all this happens. So you're the you're the less than one percent of people that make the decision to give back, to allow all this to go on, and I am, we are all very grateful for that. Speaking of Patreon, our topic today comes from a question. That I got through Patreon. One of our patrons. This is Tyler. Tyler says. Hey brother. I have a question. I know you do Zen. Zen is this. This is a nicotine pouch. As far as I know. It's just nicotine. I dipped Copenhagen snuff from the time I was pretty young all the way up to about two years ago, I guess. So I've been using tobacco and nicotine for a long, long time. But back to Tyler's question I was wondering what your mindset is with nicotine and the Lord. Alright. I have been getting tempted from it again, so I'm assuming Tyler has used nicotine in some form or fashion, and he's decided to quit. He's being tempted from it again, and I could use a good word. Well, Tyler, I don't know if I can give you a good word, but I'll give you a word on it. Alright? Yes. I use this nicotine. Um, I use this nicotine because I am addicted to this nicotine. It's hard for it. It becomes difficult for me to function without it, (laughs) to say the least. All right. Now, I ain't gonna beat around the bush. On on all this crap. Blake and Chili, they like to beat around the bush. I I ain't going to beat around the bush on all this crap. There is not a single doubt in my mind that the fact that there is a substance that has influence over my behavior is not good as it pertains to to the Lord as Tyler asked. All right? This is biblical. I think it's Paul, I don't know where the tech guy can look this stuff up if he wants. He says all things are permissible for me, but basically as soon as I let any anything control me or control my 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 in, or influence me or make me want it more than I should, then it becomes a problem. All right? So the problem, when you look at nicotine in and of itself, Chili could tell me this better or not. I know um, Huberman did a whole episode on it. Mm. When you look at nicotine in and of itself, is it destructive to the human body? In, in, in an isolated dose, well, I, I believe the answer is, is no. Uh, it's not toxic. It's, now, tobacco has things in it that are toxic. That's in the tobacco, though. It's not the nicotine. But pure nicotine is not detrimental to the body. And I think you could even argue, and I think there are arguments, that it could be beneficial in some ways. Nonetheless, the issue is it has power over me, all right? And that's a problem, and I know it's a dang problem, and I have felt convicted about the control that nicotine has over me for quite a long time now, and actually, that conviction is what I guess led me, I love Copenhagen. I mean, I I I ever I love the flavor of it. I love spitting. I love everything about dipping snuff. I don't really like this crap. The reason I went from Copenhagen from dipping Copenhagen to this crap is because I knew I didn't like it near as much. And I thought, you know what? I feel conv- really convicted about this. This would be a step in the right direction, moving from something that I really like to something that I don't really like. But ultimately, it's not the ultimate step that I need to take. And the fact of the matter is, I need to want to do the right thing. That, the want to do the right thing and to, to totally Break the control that this has over me. The problem is, I don't want—I don't want to do that enough, right? We talk about that. We talk about the the, the conflicting desires. We talk about that on the podcast a lot. <laughs> I feel convicted by it. I'm doing my best to move in the right direction. Ultimately. Though I ain't going to beat around the bush. I need to find the strength to completely quit this crap. And that's the fact of the matter, man. Well, I wouldn't say you're doing your best to try to quit. No, I said, I mean, I guess I, I meant to say I'm I'm trying to move in the right direction. Yeah. Well, but I uh, mean, just to be honest, you've been trying for a while. It's probably time to. Kick it. it's a long process for me well it's a long process for me you've been convicted of it and you know you shouldn't be doing it and so for the man that knows what he should be doing and doesn't do it for that i mean I'm just oh I ain't making no I excuses think. it's time you need to quit yeah you're right I ain't making no excuses what do you think about this, Chill?
1: I think it's an interesting thing because, I, I, you know, what I think about it, too, is food. Because, you know, with nicotine, like you said, I don't... Yeah. I mean, anything could be like a poison in the highest dose. But, yeah, like a little bit of nicotine, like you said, it's seen as a nootropic and has cognitive benefits. And sometimes people with dementia, I think they can get a little help of that if they take a little nicotine, I think. Um, I don't know that all that's bore out, but... Uh, the problem becomes, just as you said, whenever you become addicted to something that is like got control over you, you know, no matter what it is. And that's that's an interesting thing because it definitely is not good. And I think that's most prevalent with something like food, Mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about something that's not bad for you. Like you food's good for you. You have to eat. But but sugar, but sugar, mainly sugar, but even just food in general, like just gluttony, you know, but yeah, sugar, I mean, that takes a dang grip on people and that's real hard because you can, you can survive without, you, you never take nicotine ever again. You'll, you're good. It'll improve your health. You just quit eating. Like you got a food addiction and just stop eating. Well, you're going to die eventually. You know that's a tough addiction to kick. Something that you're basically addicted to, and also have to have. Have to have. That's well, that's tough. So, I'm I was just more thinking it towards that because you know that's a pretty straightforward thing. Like if that's got a real hold on you, you just got to stop. Yeah, and I know that's more easy said than done, but like that's just that's a pretty simple fix. Maybe difficult, but it's a simple fix. Well, but, you it's, know.
0: it is it is my problem. Yeah, yeah. Like it's my problem. I I don't struggle with being addicted to to sugar yeah. or food. Like this is this is my problem that that I that I'm that I've been dealing with for a long, long time, man. Yeah. And I don't want y'all to take this conversation in in the wrong way either. <laughs> When I, when I make the decision to quit using nicotine or to break the, the control that it has over me, I am not doing that to become more self-righteous. Because guess what? There's about a hundred other things that I'm doing that need to be dialed in too. I'm doing it because I know it's a problem. And like Blake just said earlier, when you know it's a freaking problem, and and you've been convicted of it and you've identified it and you choose just to keep doing it anyways, well yeah th- there you go, man. Well that's about you. I mean, really it's it's about you and your relationship with God, really, because you feel He's told you not to do this and you continue to do it. And well, I mean, how does that work with Well scripture and- tells you not to allow things yeah. to control you. Exactly. But you've even had I mean you everybody has that. But then you say you had personal conviction about that, which I, I wouldn't think I've had personal conviction about. If I continue to do it, I feel like a kid that has done, like my parents say, don't do this. And I say, I'm going to do it anyways. And what does that do to the relationship? Just from you, you, you you're you not as connected to them. And so I think you grow in your relationship with God when you obey the convictions that you have. So just running from that, it, it just, it's just, that's just a little bit more of a barrier between your relationship with God. Yeah. So it's not to magnify yourself or say, Oh, you know, look at me, I quit this addiction and now I'm better. No. And yeah, it's not that at all. It's about you and your relationship with God. And that's at least my take on it. That's, you know, my personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I I guess I guess I, I had I have to touch I have to put that in there because I forget. There's an old saying that like one of the it's an old baptist saying like we don't chew, we don't smoke, we don't whatever it is, I forget what it is. It's like a little do you know the little r- rhyme thing but like yeah, I here's the thing, man. I've met many a, a a solid men that are are washed in the blood of Christ and are are on their way to heaven that dip snuff. Yeah? Right? So I know that I need to kick this man. Like Blake said, for the sake of my personal relationship with the Lord and not having things to control, controlling me and influencing me, not for my own self righteousness. Cause I'll never be righteous. Matt said something on the podcast yesterday. Y'all hear Matt Brown's episode on Friday. Matt said, uh, he said somebody somebody from one of the local churches or something asked him one time how, do, how can you be how are you confident in your salvation? He said I base my salvation off the shed blood of Christ. He said I don't need your permission. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that's a solid word right there, right? Yeah. So I'm not getting tied I'm not getting tied into saying that I have to quit this so that I can become more righteous. I'm saying that I need to quit this because I know it's not right. And I and I want I, I want to to do everything I can in my life to get closer to the Lord and live more in alignment with how He tells me to live, not so that I can become righteous, but so that I can be closer to Him because that's going to benefit me in every aspect of my life. Yeah, and benefit everybody else too. Yep. So and, so I ain't gonna beat around the bush on it, man. And, you know, you can't go around, whether you've been addicted to nicotine or you haven't, you can't go around and tell people, hey, you need to stop that. You don't need to be dipping that snuff. I mean, unless that's what the Lord puts on your heart. But when somebody comes to you and says, I've been convicted and I know I need to stop, then at that point you can tell them, yep, you need to stop and you need to get on it quick. But... To go around and tell people, like, I just don't want people to think they can come up and say, oh, Chad said, uh, you know, he's quitting dipping because it's wrong, so now I'm going to go around and tell everybody, even if I'm dipping, hey, y'all need to quit. We all need to quit. If it's got a grip on you, maybe you do, but it's really not your place to go around telling everybody what they need to do and what they don't need to do. I know I know people who can uh, tote around a can of snuff and just dip a, get put a dip in, you know, once a week or something, just because they enjoy it, but yeah. but but it doesn't have any control over them, right? Mm. That ain't me. I I can't do that with with nicotine. I, I just can't do that, and therein lies the problem. Yeah, with, for that's, me, it's like,
1: a blurry line, kind of, you know, of when it becomes controlling you. Well,
0: it's like, well, no, it ain't blurry for me. Yeah, well, huh. may not be for you. <laughs> When, it's like when you, alcohol, right? I mean, you can go drink a beer and not have fifteen, and then it's that. Well, that's fine. It's the same thing with tobacco. If you can have a dip or a chew, and not do it the rest of the month, fine. Yeah, I can sit down and eat a bowl of ice cream, and I ain't got to go eat the whole tub of ice cream. Here's <laughs> the scripture you said earlier. Uh, it said all it's First um, Corinthians six twelve. All things are lawful for me but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Yep. So that sums it up. Man, that's good. That sums it up. That's good. And for all of you heathens out there who don't even believe in God, if you want to talk about dipping snuff and being addicted to nicotine or alcohol or anything else, and 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 you have no you have no issues with it morally, if you just look at it practically, yeah. it's freaking stupid. I spend $5 a day yeah. on this crap, man. $5 a day for 25 years? Maybe not 25. For 20 years? How much is that? How much <laughs> money is that? That's l- a good l- question. L- let me calculate this real quick. Dwayne that and coffee. Let yeah. me calculate this. <laughs> yeah. Five. Hold on. 25 years. How many days is in a year, Chili? 365. So I could do 25 times 365. Well, you gotta take into account the leap years. Oh crap. <laughs> so 25 times 365 equals 9,125 days times five. Yep. I have spent forty-five thousand six hundred and twenty-five dollars on a stinking thing that doesn't do anything for me other than keep me addicted to it over the last 20 years. That's a daggone Land Cruiser, man. That's that's what I'm telling you. That's a Land Cruiser. So if you just look at it from a practical perspective, I'm a freaking idiot. (laughs) You could have two by now. Two Land Cruisers. Yeah. I even posted, I, I, you know, I felt the need to remind everyone that I'm a fool. Did you see that post? I think so. Yeah. For some reason, I felt a strong need to remind all you guys that I am a fool. Never forget that. All y'all that look up to me, all y'all that think I got it all figured out, All y'all that that might start to develop this perspective around me that that you think that, that I'm close to perfect or you think that I just, you know, know it all, I can do it all, all this crap. Man, I'm sorry that I portrayed myself that way. I'm sorry that I did anything to ever make you think that I was anywhere even remotely close to perfect. I apologize for that. Let me remind you, I am a fool. Chad, the natural Chad. And you know my evidence? I have evidence to back up the fact that I'm a fool. The evidence is not only can be found in my day-to-day life now, but it can most especially be found in my actions, choices, decisions, and everything that I did especially prior to knowing Christ. I mean, I'm talking about maximum fool. <laughs> Any wisdom that you might think that I have is actually just being mercifully revealed to me through the Holy Spirit of Christ. It's not from me. The natural chat the, the natural chad before I received the Holy Spirit of Christ, was just I'm talking about maximum level fool. Now I'm just regular level fool. Cuz I got a few things that's been that that's being revealed to me through Christ. What a gift that is. So I just want to remind y'all that you're well, listening to a fool right now. You know that unless we're talking about things that pertain things from scripture. That's about the only wisdom I have. I'm uh I'm about over everybody trying to tell everybody how to feel and how to think. There's a song uh I let Chili listen to it, but it says people try to tell you how to live, try to tell mm. you how to die, don't get too low and don't get too high. And <laughs> goes on this long list and you know, just thinking about Instagram and social media and these quote unquote uh influencers and you know, all you can put out there is your experience and hope that somebody will read it and be encouraged by it or glean something from it but everybody wants to tell you how you should be living what you should be doing i'm doing this so you go do that uh it worked for me it'll work for you buy this product Go to, and man, people don't even know who they are anymore because all they want to do is what everybody's telling them to do. They're just, this person tells me to do this, and this person tells me to do this, and now I'm over here, and now, and they don't even know who they are anymore. You know, we are talking about on Patreon about like people kind of lose sight of how impactful that they can be in life and how they actually have, um, You know, this unique ability to go do something that nobody else in the world's done because God's given them a call. And they can't even find it because they're too caught up in trying to find everybody else's stuff, like, you know, how to work out, how to worship God, how... How do I know what I'm called to do? Man, you got to look that stuff out for yourself and we can all encourage and build up and maybe provide some insight. Maybe someone knows, you know, more about the Bible than the other and they can share those things. But, you know, just as you're talking and like the stuff you put out is good because it's about yourself, right? You're not telling people how to how to think, how to live. Well, I mean, I try not to. You, you may have before, but in general, the stuff is about you. And people can read it and apply it to themselves, or they can not, or they can read it and say, "Oh, that's cool that he's that he's putting that out there." But I don't know. I just I was thinking about that as you were talking about posting that, and uh, you got to find out life for yourself. You, you can't have somebody tell you what to do. You know, it, there's no one road. Yeah, but I can't sell a book saying that exactly ain't it sad that people have made a living off they've made a living off of trying to sell things under the guise of doing good but they're actually just creating the same person dang man Ridiculous. i don't
1: know what made him lay that down but that's good stuff right there i mean that's the problem nobody thinks anymore they just do they, they, they just react to what else is going on and what someone tells them to do yeah crazy man it's freaking nuts and i can say it's nuts because i fall right into it you know i mean if you really analyze yourself you you you, there's also a group of people that claims to be they claim that they're not what blake just said yeah they hear what blake said they go why it ain't me (laughs) yeah That ain't me. <laughs> you go ahead and look at me. I ain't never done that. They and they call everybody sheep and all this. Go ahead and look at yourself in the mirror. You'll probably find, if you're honest, which you probably won't be, that you're a sheep as well. You may not be to the level that somebody else is, but you really need to watch out before you call somebody a sheep because you may be. Hmm. You may have some wool on you. Yep. <laughs> so. That's a message to the people who heard what Blake just said and said, well, that ain't me. I'm a dang free thinker. Uh, you probably don't free think as much as you think you do, but yeah. it's a good to do. It's good if you can. You should strive for
0: that, but... They're a free thinker as much as the other free thinkers are telling them to think freely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ain't much
1: free thinking going on anymore, no. unfortunately. But
0: I do got to say, during this I was just talking nine cats just gave a hundred dollar super chat. Holy smokes. Yep. Good grief. Nine, nine cats. cats? Yep.
1: That yep. gone, man. Yep. Then not a message?
0: No message. Just a hundred dollar super chat. That the is first grief. one they've Un- given. Unbelievable, man. We had a brother Clint. He gave a... Uh, $10 and $2. He wanted you to know that Chantix works. he had been quit for 12 years. Dang, Clint. I oh, appreciate that, man. Thank you for that. That's wild, man. Yep. That is so wild. We're so thankful for y'all. Unbelievable. Clint <laughs> said now you uh let's see, he said now you're only 44900 in the hole because of that super chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Oh, I want to tell y'all, too. Chili finally got these hats back in stock. Good grief, yeah. How many, th- how many of these hats have you sold?
1: Well, I think we've sold 700, 800 of them now.
0: So You know why? Because it's the best, daggone most comfortable hat that I've ever had, personally. I like it, man. I really do. I like I, I have worn the fire out of this hat. I like it. In the back. It don't get nasty. Enough said on the back. yeah. It don't get nasty. It's light on your head. It doesn't show sweat stains. No, either. it doesn't get all white and salty. I'm Look, impressed Let me tell with you, it. Hal Carmen he sweats like a darn I ain't never seen before. <laughs> yeah. Has yeah. Hal got one of these Yeah, hands. and he wears one of them. If it ain't showed sweat stains yet on him, it's proof. <laughs> well, thanks for getting these back in stock, Chili.
1: Yeah, sorry it took so long, but.
0: I got to give one of these to Matt yesterday. Good. That was pretty cool. Good. Um. Alright guys So that's the conversation Yep, I need to fix myself Yep, I'm an idiot Just like the rest of y'all uh, I got a lot to work on That's what I want y'all to take away From this conversation Yep, I got bitten tonight By a copperhead snake in my bed Yep, I'm getting soft Yep Chili's about to start writing me a training program So he can't accuse me of co- He can't come in here and accuse me of being soft. But he's got to actually do it. Well, yeah. All right? Friday, I'm going to release y'all a special episode of interview style. I told y'all I wanted to start doing more interviews on here. I'm going to release y'all a special interview episode with my, with, with my brother Matt Brown we sat down and had yesterday. That'll come out Friday, so you get extra podcast this week. Podcast, You get an extra podcast this week. Again, brought to you by our Patreon members. uh, Brought to you by our partners, Hoist and Barbell. They all contribute to us being able to have people in here to have these conversations. And we get to make it worth their while. Um, And that conversation is going to be all about doing things the old way. How you can start to implement that into your life. What is the boots on the ground? What does that look like? What's the benefit of doing things? The old way, right? I I, it, it, I love the conversation. We got to talk about so much stuff, man. Um, that's all right up my alley. You know, the old way. Goating, boy. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys so much. Also, that contributed in the super chat. That's just above and beyond anything we could yeah. ever expect. It's, it's above and beyond anything we could ever expect. I don't even, there's not even words to thank you. And Lord willing, we'll be back in here to talk to y'all next week. Enough said.